Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. This week on December 7th, members of the Philadelphia Church of God are celebrating our 34-year anniversary, 34 years of the PCG. This church began on December 7th, 1989 with a firing. Mr. Gerald Flurry and Mr. John Amos, ministers in the Worldwide Church of God, were fired by Joseph Tkach Jr. on that date, December 7th, 1989. The leaders of the Worldwide Church of God after the death of Herbert W. Armstrong on January 16th, 1986, were treacherous. They were disloyal to God, and they destroyed God's church and God's work. And they tore down the doctrines of the church one by one. But a huge reason why this firing took place of Mr. Flurry and Mr. Amos was Mystery of the Ages. Mystery of the Ages. You can get a free copy at thetrumpet.com. This was Mr. Armstrong's greatest work, his most powerful, most effective book that explains the Bible like none other. Notice this. This is from our free book, Raising the Ruins, written by Mr. Stephen Flurry, the son of Mr. Gerald Flurry. Raising the Ruins, again, you can get a free copy of that as well at thetrumpet.com. Mr. Stephen Flurry writes on page 93 of Raising the Ruins. During my father's firing on December 7th, 1989, the subject of mystery of the ages came up. My father strenuously defended its content, arguing that it should not have been discontinued. Joseph Tkach Jr. told him it would be impossible to distribute it as the book was riddled with error. That statement shocked my father. The church membership had been told the book was discontinued because it was expensive and its content could be found in other literature. But on that winter night, inside Tkach Jr.'s office, the real reason emerged. Mystery of the Ages <laughs> lasted only from September 1985 to May 1988. And it, it was really... A very quick process by which the WCG leadership removed this powerful book from circulation. Now, there are a number of specific changes that these leaders made to the book before they actually cut the book out entirely. Here's what Mr. Stephen Flurry writes on page 98 of Raising the Ruins. The most significant of these changes had to do with Jesus Christ's sacrifice. So this is talking about March 1987 
some big changes made in church doctrine in March 1987. The most significant had to do with Jesus Christ's sacrifice. Continuing on, on page 99, Mr. Armstrong taught that the way we are freed from the penalty of sin, eternal death, is by Jesus Christ's shed blood. Christ died in our stead. Divine healing is based on the same principle. Prior to his crucifixion, Jesus was beaten and scourged. Numerous scriptures explain the reason for this terrible scourging. It was so we might be healed. So, basically this is talking about how the Bible discusses two sacrifices of Christ. One sacrifice, the suffering he went through before his death, covers physical sin. Any of our sins against God's health laws, against our own bodies, causing sickness and disease. Christ suffered and his body was broken, that by his stripes we may be healed. But then there was also the spiritual sacrifice. So the actual crucifixion, the actual death of Christ. And that was to pay for spiritual sins. So breaking God's spiritual law that ought to govern not our bodies, but our minds and the way that we live. Basically, spiritual sin involves breaking the Ten Commandments. Christ suffered for physical sins and died for spiritual sins. Every year at the Passover, we cover this simple truth. We eat a little piece of broken bread, symbolizing Christ's broken body to pay for those physical sins. And we drink a tiny glass of wine representing Christ's blood, his death, to pay for our spiritual sins. So really, these, these twin sacrifices of Christ allow us to have strong belief in God's promise to heal and also his promise of salvation. A physical and a spiritual promise. God promises to heal us when we are sick if we meet the conditions of faith in the healing promise as well as obedience to the health laws. And God also promises to forgive us of our sins and lead us to salvation if we repent of our spiritual sins. And we can have eternal life thanks to the death of Christ. So these promises of healing and salvation are really founded on the sacrifice of Christ, the physical side and the spiritual side. But the problem is the leaders in the WCG after Mr. Armstrong died changed the healing doctrine which also led to a change in Mystery of the Ages. Notice page 99 of Raising the Ruins. With Tkachism, there is no such thing as physical sin. There may be a cause for physical sickness, but it is not physical sin. Therefore, Jesus was not beaten for our healing. His broken body has far more significance, Tkach said. The sacrifice of Jesus should not be separated according to the broken body and the shed blood, he said. Both blend together as one supreme sacrifice. 
Here's another difference in the healing doctrine. Mr. Armstrong saw the big picture. He saw that the healing promise in the Bible is just as absolute as the promise of salvation, as the promise of forgiveness of sin. And so Mr. Armstrong taught it is always God's will to heal. Why would God allow his son, Christ, to suffer so much before death if it wasn't absolutely his will to heal us? Now we have to meet the conditions. The healing takes place according to God's perfect timing and the lessons we need to learn from our health trials. But also, ultimately, the healing promise has an added dimension beyond this life. I mean, you think about the resurrection, people being resurrected as God beings, if they knew God in this life and obeyed him, those people will then be gods. They will have spirit bodies. They will not have any physical sickness and disease anymore. That's the ultimate fulfillment of the healing promise. And we have... A lot of information about that. The Plain Truth About Healing, another booklet by Mr. Armstrong, available to you for free at thetrumpet.com. And it explains what Mr. Armstrong actually taught about healing based on the truth in the Bible. Now, the problem is Mr. Tkach, after Mr. Armstrong died, said, actually, healing is not a promise from God, but just a blessing. It's not always God's will to heal. That's nowhere found in the Bible. It never says God will heal us if it is his will. It just says he will heal us. And it gives us the conditions. Mystery of the Ages has a dramatic personal example of Mr. Armstrong experiencing healing on pages 64 through 68. A section on page 211 talks about physical sin and healing being the forgiveness of that physical sin. Page 317 of Mystery of the Ages talks about healing and repenting of sin. On page 319, Mr. Armstrong refers to the laws of health, which can be broken, which is physical sin, which does lead to sickness, and which we can repent of to be healed. So by changing this one belief in the healing promise of God, mystery of the ages would have to be changed quite a bit. You can see all the details of these changes on page 101 of Raising the Ruins. Another change in the church, pretty much right after Mr. Armstrong died in 1986, the teachings about the end time Elijah were then pretty much done away. Mr. Armstrong repeatedly taught that God uses one man at a time and that God does assign specific personalities to various Bible scriptures. So different verses can refer to a specific person and we can identify that person. Matthew 17 talks about an end time type of the ancient Elijah, restoring all things, all foundational doctrines to God's church. 
and preparing the way for the return of Jesus Christ. But in 1987, the church subtly changed that teaching. They said that not Mr. Armstrong, but the church in general fulfilled this role of the end time Elijah. Page 102 of Raising the Ruins has Takacha's explanation of this, that basically John the Baptist was a type of Elijah preparing the way for the first coming of Jesus Christ as a human being. And then the church is the end time type of Elijah preparing the way for the second coming. So Takach had no problem assigning verses to John the Baptist specifically and saying he was a type of Elijah. But then when it came to Mr. Armstrong, that was off limits and he could not be identified as the end time Elijah. Quite a hypocritical, contradictory position. Um, Mystery of the Ages has a lot to do with God using one man at a time. God's government within his church is one man rule, where that one man follows Christ, and the rest of us follow him accordingly. You can see that in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. So, Mystery of the Ages, which expounds upon all the big mysteries of life and the Bible, of course is going to talk about God's government, how God operates. There's a lot in Mystery of the Ages about the end time Elijah. Mr. Armstrong wrote that he fulfilled this role in Bible prophecy. And you can prove that by the fruits, by the worldwide work that he did. Fulfilling prophecies like in Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6, Matthew 17, verse 11, Matthew 24, verse 14, Malachi 3, verses 1 through 5, and Revelation 3, verses 7 through 13. Mr. Armstrong specifically fulfilled those prophecies because he was the end time Elijah. Mr. Armstrong gave this analogy on page, and it's recounted uh, in Mystery of the Ages. Mr. Armstrong writes in Mystery of the Ages, John the Baptist was a voice crying out in the physical wilderness of the Jordan River, preparing the way for the first coming of Christ as a physical human being to his physical temple at Jerusalem and to the physical people of Judah, announcing the advanced good news that the kingdom of God would in the future be established, but also preparing the way before his second coming was a messenger of whom Elijah was a type, a voice crying out in the worldwide spiritual wilderness of religious confusion, preparing the way for the spiritual glorified King of Kings and Lord of Lords to come in the supreme power and glory of God to his spiritual temple, the church, Ephesians 2 verse 21 to actually establish the kingdom of God. As we know, Jesus Christ has already appeared on earth once. John the Baptist prepared the way before that first coming. The second time Christ comes to earth, he will bring God's government, God's kingdom, God's family with him and rule over the whole world. And there had to be a man in this end time 
to get the message out to the largest audience possible and deliver the good news of that kingdom around the world before Christ's return. Mr. Armstrong reached millions of people with the gospel message, the message of the coming kingdom. He did fulfill Matthew 24, verse 14. Mr. Stephen Flurry writes on page 103 of Raising the Ruins, In many ways, changing the prophesied messenger from Mr. Armstrong to the church undermines much, if not all, of the material in mystery of the ages. You see another massive change in the church that undermined mystery of the ages. <laughs> One of many fake reasons why Joseph Takash Jr. called Mystery of the Ages riddled with error on that night, December 7th, 1989, when he fired Mr. Flurry and Mr. Amos. Mystery of the Ages also talks about Babylon, the modern Babylon of religious confusion, how basically every culture around the world today has sprouted from this one false religious system established by Nimrod and Semiramis. That's a pretty controversial accusation that Mystery of the Ages makes. It's going to offend a lot of religious people out there. And so the WCG cared more about what the world thought of them than the actual truth of God. They had to get rid of that truth for Mystery of the Ages. Mystery of the Ages also identifies modern Assyria as the German people. It talks about the end time descendants of ancient Israel being mainly America, Britain, and the Jewish people. A lot of these things, the church, after Mr. Armstrong died, did not agree with anymore, and therefore, Mystery of the Ages had to be ripped apart, apparently. Here's some smaller changes, as pointed out on page 104 of Raising the Ruins. There are the many other lesser changes the WCG made. When Tkachism altered the Elohim definition in 1986, their new understanding contradicted the definition found in Mystery of the Ages on pages 50, 94, and 135. So Elohim, the fact that God is a family. God is a group noun. And so therefore, God is not limited to just one or two people. He especially is not limited to three people, as the false trinity doctrine teaches. God is a family. That's a revolutionary teaching that had to be removed from Mystery of the Ages when Mr. Armstrong's successors rebelled against God. Another change their revised 1984 teaching on the human spirit differs from Mr. Armstrong's explanation on how it is different from the animal brain found on pages 104, 105, 109, and 237 of Mystery of the Ages. It also, the book in 1987 had to be changed to remove all reference of the Passover lamb in ancient Israel. And so... You just see change after change in the body of beliefs of the worldwide church of God. And all these changes that then needed to be made in mystery of the ages. 
I mean, just think about that teaching, the human mind, how it is different from the animal brain, how we have the ability to think and reason and create and decide to obey or to disobey. Meanwhile, animals operate on instinct. They don't think. Today, people think we are just like the rest of the animals, and we're not animals. God made us after his kind. That's a huge truth in Mystery of the Ages. What's really astounding about the way that the WCG discontinued Mystery of the Ages was it took them almost a year to tell the church. It took them from May 1988 into the beginning of 1989 before WCG leadership even started telling anyone that Mystery of the Ages was done. It was never coming back. They shelved it in May 1988, and then they kept it on the shelf with no plans to reprint. They even took a couple months to tell the ministry in the field, another 20 days to tell the membership. They just really didn't want to be open and honest about what they were doing. What a shame. Mystery of the Ages, Mr. Armstrong's greatest work, and a huge reason why Mr. Flurry disagreed with the direction of the WCG. And the very night that he was fired, along with Mr. John Amos, December 7th, 1989, God's headquarters on this earth moved away from Pasadena, California, to Edmond, Oklahoma, or at least to Oklahoma, and eventually into Edmond, I believe. I think they were in, in Edmond from the very start. Just trying to think where the flurries were living. But yes, all the way from California to Oklahoma, the headquarters of God's church moved. The WCG leadership just had major disagreements with this book. And yet notice the impact Mystery of the Ages was having on people. This was a letter from Richard Rice in the Pastor General's report. And this was even after Mr. Armstrong died. So this was toward the end of 1986. Richard Rice writes, The comments we continue to receive about Mystery of the Ages show that it is still having a powerful impact on the lives of many. Readers consider this book the apex of Mr. Armstrong's writings. The brethren often say they have never seen God's plan unfold as clearly as in the pages of this book. Many people who were never interested in religion before have been moved to ask for ministerial visits after reading it. Mystery of the Ages continues to be an effective tool in spreading the gospel. What an impactful book Mystery of the Ages is. And even shortly after Mr. Armstrong died, People in the WCG were freely expressing that opinion. Just think about how people were finally understanding God's master plan, understanding the reason for their existence, understanding more about God and the spirit world and about their own minds, about how civilization developed to this point, understanding why God chose Israel and how all mankind can one day be a part of spiritual Israel. 
understanding about God's church, understanding about the kingdom of God. These are the mysteries of the ages, as expounded in Mr. Armstrong's book, Mystery of the Ages. People were finally understanding the truth by reading that book. And it's not a religious book. This is a book that applies to your life. It's not just about flowery language of, of the Bible. This is life-changing truth. I don't care about religion either. I just care about God's truth as it is written in the Bible. And Mystery of the Ages makes that clear. Page 127 <laughs> just again shows the deception of the WCG leadership before finally telling the truth about getting rid of mystery of the ages. Page 128 shows that basically they said at first that only incidental points of mystery of the ages had to be changed. And then of course they told the truth when Mr. Flurry was fired. It doesn't just have incidental errors. Mystery of the ages is riddled with error. It's riddled. It's diseased. It is sick and dying from error. Therefore, it must be put down. Mystery of the Ages, what a book. And as we celebrate 34 years of the Philadelphia Church of God on December 7th, what better time than now to go back and review that precious foundational truth of Mystery of the Ages. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time.